JD Talking Sports, Wednesday, February 1st, 2017. Wow. All right. I, I, Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall says he and the team leaders need to do a better job after 5 and 11 season. You know what I think also? Maybe next year you can score more points than the other team. Of course you got to do better. You were 5 and 11 last year. I, I love when they say stuff like this. It's like, you know what? You having the Super Bowl now. I, I'm Isaac, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I The Jets are a disgrace. No, no, no lack of terms. Disgrace is a franchise. Let, let me get, let me give you some numbers. Now, I'm I'm not comparing the San Antonio Spurs to the New York Jets, as as I never should. Really, they should be the New Jersey Jets because they haven't played in New York in forever. But that's another story for another day. The San San Antonio Spurs the last 25 years, six trips to the final, five championships. 10 trips to the Western Conference Final. Playoffs in 24 of the 25, 24 of the last 25 years. They have the longest active streak for the playoffs right now, 19 years and counting. They're going to make it this year because they're 37 and 11 right now. They're in first place. Now, they have 17 straight seasons of 50 or more wins in a season. 17 straight. Now, it would be 19, but back in 1998-99, they had that strike. Well, the Spurs only went 37-13 and 13 that year. They ended up winning the finals against the Knicks four games to one. And you look at the, the Jets, and I, I know Todd Bowles, 10-6 and six this year, 5-11, and 11, I mean, and you hear that this is supposedly Brandon Marshall, a man who's, you know, hey, you know, some guys have a tough career. Archie Manning never made the playoffs. Ernie Banks never went to a World Series. There's guys who've had tough careers. Barkley never won a championship. Dan Marino played in one Super Bowl, never won a ring. There's a lot of guys that have played. The Warren Moon never played in a Super Bowl. Herschel Walker never played in a Super Bowl. Gail Sayers, Sayers never played in a Super Bowl or cha- won a championship. The list goes on and on and on. Guys who never won. Ray Bork never won in Boston, went to Colorado, won a Stanley Cup. You know, it goes on and on. Hey, Jason Kidd finally won a ring with Dallas. There's guys at the end of the career who win with teams had never won in their whole career. Finally get that one shot. But when he talks about him and the team leaders, the franchise is, it's a joke. It's a joke. I, 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 I love that, that. That's what we have to do a better job. We have to do a better job. Really? I mean, that's the answer? That's what you're talking about? That's who's leading this team. Hey, Brandon Marshall, you know, I, I think he enjoys his NFL inside the NFL more than he enjoys his football career. He always talked about that he's thinking about the future. And they have to. They have to think about their future. I, I, I agree with that. But, you know, I mean, when I hear that stuff, I'm like, it's a joke. You don't have quarterbacks. You brought in a guy, John Morton, who never was an offensive coordinator because anybody who takes a job knows it's a lame duck job to be with the Jets right now. Todd Bowles, you know, he got the vote of confidence. You have no quarterback. You have Bryce Petty, who played a couple of games, didn't really show you much. And Christian Ackerberg didn't take a snap. I mean, I talk about that. I feel like all I'm doing, it's like beating a dead horse. That's what it is. Now, Troy Aikman feels that anybody who's anybody should take a shot at Romo, especially a team that needs a quarterback. Well, this is the thing. Tony Romo, I think he can play. The problem is if he doesn't have a line that's protecting him, 
bad things are going to happen. And he had a pretty good line in Dallas, but when he got hit last couple seasons, he went down. Jets don't have that line, not even close to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry. I, I just, when he said that, I'm just like, wow, we have to do a better job. No shit. Really? And maybe next year you'll score more points than you give up and then maybe you'll win some more games, but that's not going to happen. I'll be shocked if the Jets win three games next year. I really am. I think next year could be even worse than this year. And I don't even know if Brandon Marshall's going to be on the team next year. I think it's going to be like the bad news bears of football next year. Unbelievable. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, oh, I got some Met news. Now, Glenn Sherlock, they call him Sherlock Holmes. That's his nickname. The new Mets coach. He's going to coach third base too, but he is a catching guru. Now, Travis Denard and fellow catcher Ken Plawicki speak highly of him. Speak highly of Sherlock. Actually, Darno, uh, Travis Darno spent time with Holmes in his Scottsdale, Arizona, out in Scottsdale, Arizona. And also, Darno spent time with the hitting coach, Kevin Long. Now, had a rough year last year, but he feels that Holmes will help him have a better year behind the plate and throwing out runners. Now, he only threw out 22% of runners last year, Darno. But they're talking about Sherlock Holmes could be the answer. And also, you know, he had two longest swing last year. Four home runs, 15 RBIs, 251 at-bats. Four home runs, 15 RBIs, 251 at-bats. That is a shitty year. His OPS went from 825 down to 629. Not a good year. Not a good year. But but the thing is, Holmes worked with him and said um, he's going to work. He, he's going to he's going to be working on him on video with him that's going to help his offense and defense. And, and that's the thing Darno said. He really hasn't worked on that. He's going to work on it this season to put it to his full potential. He's, look, he's looking all in. Well, you know what? He's making the most money he's ever made over a million dollars this year. That's the most he's ever made as a major league player. And this is kind of like his, his make it or break it season. Now, Darno worked with Sherlock. Sherlock says that he puts his head too far forward when he throws. And he's not balanced. You know, I, 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 I hope something good comes of it, you know? Darno blamed his 22% on runners throwing him out on a shoulder, right shoulder injury, and mechanics were off. You know, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Time will tell. Also, Jer- Jerry Blevins, still in the market, 33 years old. He went 4-2 and two last year with a 2.79 ERA, 73 appearances. He's kind of looking for the same deal that Mike Dunn got with the Rockies, three years, 19 millions. Now, the Mets don't have the flexibility with the money because they didn't get Jay Bruce and his $13 million off the books this year. They might have to backload the contract more money than last second and third years of a contract. Now, Blevins was 182 batting average against him by righties. And you know you lost Familia at the beginning of the year with that domestic violence charge. He's going to miss some time. I guess we'll see. Addison Reed is going to probably be the closer. We, we don't know how the Black Knight, Matt Harvey, is going to come back. It's going to be an interesting year. You know, I talked yesterday that Colin says he's he's not going to push the envelope this season. We shall see. It's it isn't even spring training yet. We have a little time for all this to fester. To it, it's still early. You know, it's spring's eternal. You know, spring training start. Anything's possible, right? Anything's possible. Now, from that note, we go to the Knicks, who fell to twenty-one and twenty-nine. Eight games under 500. You know, last time they were eight games under 500 last February, day after the Super Bowl, Derek Fisher fired as coach of the Knicks. Well, they lost last night, 117-101. 
to the Wizards in Washington. Washington's 15th straight win at home. 15th straight. Went 12-4 and in January for the Wizards did. That tied the Golden State Warriors for the most wins in January. The Knicks went 5-12. and Not a good month. Season worst, 21-29. and They are four games out on the loss column. Three and a half games behind the eighth seed. 11th place. Porzingis missed the game. Actually, they, they scratched him 20 minutes before the game. He tried to go and he was sick. So Billy Aaron Gomez got his first NBA start. 15 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists. And Joakim Noah, not a good day for him. He actually was in the game. Third quarter, they ended up giving up a 16-2 run to the Wizards. And they yanked Noah. They're down 19. They yank him. Didn't return. They were up 59-54 at the half. The Knicks started the second half. One for seven, three turnovers. Carmelo had 17 in the first half. 26 for the game. No assists. Knicks shot five for 24 from three. 36.6% shooting. Now, Courtney Lee in three games against the Wizards. Six for 25. All losses. Brandon Jennings had 21 on five of 16 shooting. Lee last night, two for 10, one for five on threes. Five points. Knicks were outscored 19-5 at the start of the third. Not a good quarter. No. And Lee had come in averaging over 16, almost 17 points a game the previous five games. When he plays the Wizards, it all goes out the window. Wow. They can't, they're glad. So Bradley Beal had 28 to lead the Wizards, and John Wall had 15 and 13 assists. Six Wizards were in double figures. Wizards improved to 28 and 20. Tonight they play in New in in the in the Barclays Center. I was about to say New Jersey. That's how much it's ingrained with me. It used to be the New Jersey Nets. Now it's the well, at least Barclay the Barclays Centers. Bar- Barclay Center wants the Nets there. They don't want the Islanders there. How about that? Oof. And you know, Nets. Hey, Nets are nine and thirty-nine. Not too much to be happy about. But Karis Levert, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, and Isaiah Whitehead are plus thirty in one hundred eighteen minutes on the floor together over nineteen games. And they're plus 4.8 per 100 possessions, best of any net combo over 150 minutes. They're all 22 or younger. They all live near each other. Last nine games, Nets are plus 38. Plus, I'm sorry, plus 31 with Rondé Hollis Jefferson on the floor. Minus 109 with him off the floor. That's a huge jump. Now, Karis Levert, rookie out of Michigan, 4.4 points per game first 14 games. Last 12, over 10 points again. That's good. And Isaiah Whitehead, 12 points per game last five. 19 assists, only six turnovers over the last five games. They said he might take over for Spencer Didwitty at point guard. And I'd love to say, hey, you know what? Let's go youth movement. You know, I want the Nets to win tonight because I want the Knicks to keep losing to get that lottery pick. Because the Nets, their pick goes to Boston. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. All right, now. Last year, it was Super Bowl 50. Now it's Super Bowl LI. Malcolm Butler. 5'11", 180. He's going to give up four and a half inches and 40 pounds to Julio Jones. Julio Jones was the only wide receiver this year to average 100 yards receiving a game during the regular season. Only one in the NFL. Now, this is also, if, if Malcolm Butler doesn't line up with Julio Jones, they have Eric Rowe. He's about 6'1", 207. Or free agent to be Logan Ryan out of Rutgers. He's 5'11", 192. Also, safety Patrick Chung could cover Jones. Now, interesting thing. Logan Ryan, he grew up in Berlin, New Jersey. He was a 
college roommate at Rutgers with Mohamed Sanu, who's going to line up in the slot, and Ryan might be going against Sanu during the football game. That's kind of cool. Now, Taylor Gabriel, he is a third-year receiver at Abilene Christian, an undrafted free agent, wide receiver of the Falcons. He was cut right before the season by the Browns. After the last two years, he had 64 catches total. 5'8", 170, soaking wet. Now, his mom, Kimberly, died of a brain aneurysm at the age of 16. That morning, she gave him $2 for lunch. I guess in Texas, it's a lot cheaper. But $2, that's what he said he gave. And she had a brain aneurysm and died that night, died that day. He actually got called in school, quit the football team, kind of went into a, a funk, came back. First game he played, he did an 80-yard touchdown, and he said he felt his mom was watching over him. His mom always felt he was going to be greater than he actually thought he was going to be. And he still has those $2 and a Bible he gave her to this day. Now, they call him Turbo Taylor, 4.27 speed. That's fast. His father, brother, and sister going to be at the game, scored six touchdowns this year. And he said he loves proving people wrong, you know, showing others that you can you can overcome anything that gets put in your way. And I, I just, I, you know what? I'm rooting for him. I want to, I want him to have a big game, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I outweigh him a little bit. We're pretty much the same height. Got a little more weight on him. But, you know, hey, he had a great year, and the Browns cut him. I love that. Cleveland says, hey, you know what? We're done with you. Let's let, you know, Falcons take him and he's playing a Super Bowl. You know, but you, you can't blame the Browns because that stuff happens. Sometimes you have a guy and some things don't go your way. You know, it happens sometimes. Now, the over-under for the Super Bowl this year is 58 and a half, the highest ever. And last year's over-under was only 43 and a half points. Pretty crazy right now. Brady is second in adjusted yards per pass. Ryan's number one. Brady did the lowest interception rate in the NFL, two in 432 passes. Brady, that, that, that was Brady, two interceptions, 432 passes. And Ryan led the NFL in touchdown percentage. He threw 38 in 534 passes. Now the Falcons were number one in points, yards per play, yards per pass. Patriots were third in points, fifth in yards per play, and third in yards per pass. Pats D, number one regular season in points surrendered. Falcons 27th. You know what? If you score, if you're scoring 40 points a game in the postseason, like the Falcons are, it's not going to matter because your defense, if your offense outscores your defense, as Brandon Marshall would know, you're going to win a lot of ball games. I think it's going to be a great game. I do. I want, you know, I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Now, hey, the Raiders could be problems in, in Las Vegas because the investment bank Goldman Sachs backed out of stadium deal. Hello, Oakland. But maybe, oh, let's let's pump on those brakes. San Diego mayor contacted the league to say the city would adopt the Raiders. The loss, the San Diego Ra- Raiders. How about that? If the law, if if it falls through in Las Vegas, they would. That's per the San Diego Union Tri- Tribune. The San Diego Raiders. Does that sound pretty good? Oh, and I forgot this about the Knicks. They said the Knicks are trying to rekindle. The Carmelo for Kevin Love trade. What do you think about that? Carmelo for Kevin Love. Hmm. What do you think? I don't think so. I don't think it's happening. But San Diego Raiders does not flow. Doesn't flow off the tongue. Not even close. Hey, and Islanders, 7-1-1 the last night. Since Dugway took over, they're 5-0-1. They beat the Caps last night 3-2. Come on, that's pretty good, right? 
Got a little college basketball. Maryland beat Ohio State 77-71 in Ohio State, in the Ohio State. Six straight, I like to have said that. This is ESPN said the six straight true road win. True road win as opposed to a, what, what's it called? What's it called? A uh, Like at the tournament would be a, not as a road game, it's a, I can't, I can't think of the words. You know when your brain's just mush? That's what it is right now. Maryland was led by Justin Jackson with 22 points, 12 rebounds. And Maryland this year is 9-0 and as an underdog this year. 9-0. and They improved to... I think 20 and... Yeah, 20 and 2, 8 and 1 in the Big Ten. And Ohio State's 3 and 7 in the Big Ten. Not having a good year. UNC beat Pitt 80 to 78. UNC improves to 20 and 4, 8 and 2 in the conference. Pitt falls to 20 and... 12 and 10, 1 and 8 in the conference. Justin Jackson for UNC, fourth straight 20 point game. Pittsburgh was led by Cameron Johnson with 24. Hey, you know what? UNC, let's just keep going. And uh, I like what uh, Kentucky did last night. Brent Musburger's last game gave him a custom number 50 jersey. You know, it's 50 years in broadcasting before the Kentucky Georgia game at Rupp Arena. And that Rupp Arena has some serious, like, uh, LED screens and all that stuff. They got some good stuff. Kentucky ended up, was getting blown out in the first half. They ended up beating Georgia 90-81 in overtime. Malik Monk, who has Monk on one of his arms. He has his tattoo on his arm. I thought that was kind of, you know, you know. sometimes you, you have amnesia, you forget your name. Or maybe that's your, your calling card. You show your arm and, I mean, I think Shankup would be kind of long down my arm. But maybe I'll do it one day. He had 37, his third 30-plus game this year for Kentucky. That set a freshman school record. All right, Kentucky 18 and 4, 8 and 1 in the SEC. Georgia fell to 13 and 9, 4 and 5. Now, Josh Pastner, he is the head coach, first year head coach this year at Georgia. He became a head coach at 31. He was an assistant for one year under Calipari at Memphis, took over, spent seven years at Memphis, didn't make the 20th first year, the NCAA tournament, then made it four straight years and didn't make it his last two. But this I found interesting. When he was in Memphis, he said if they lost the game, he wouldn't go out. He felt like he let the entire city down. He said the internal pressure on him, internal pressure on him was so great, he wouldn't even go to an athletic club. He said, it, you know, a win, if they got a win, he felt he could leave the house. Now, I'm sorry. I don't think, you know, you lose a game. Okay, but do you have to stay inside all day? I mean, I know wins and losses kill guys, but he says, I wouldn't go out of the house. I wouldn't leave the house. Let me tell you, that's a lot of lonely nights. And, you know, don't you have to get to the gym? Maybe at a gym in the house. Maybe he was just walking around the house. I've done that before. I'll do my uh, my gliders in the house sometimes, so maybe. Now, Georgia Tech this year, with what he calls not that much talent, are 13-8, and 5-4 and four in the ACC, and they have the best field goal percentage defense in the ACC this year. He's doing, he's doing good things. Still a young guy. Hey, you know, I, I, I was more perplexed by him staying if they lost. I, I guess, you know, he felt he was letting the city down, but... Dude, you can go out of the house. Go, go out, smell the roses, get out, enjoy enjoy life. It, it, it's not that bad. Things are going to improve, right? Don't, don't you think so? Now, Raptors beat the Pelicans last night, 108-106 in overtime. Kyle Lowry had 33 points, 10 assists, but he hit this step-back jumper with 4.3 seconds left to, to clinch the win. Man, it was a beautiful shot. It, you know, it just looked like it was up. To, it was just, you know, that beautiful arc. And I was like, there's a great feeling when you make that swish. Like, I used to love Jamal Wilkes. Like, there was ball, there was uh, players that would hit the ball and the way that the, it would snap to the net. 
I love that stuff. Toronto improved to 30-19. New Orleans fell to 19-30. Anthony Davis, 18 points, but on 4 of 18 shooting, 17 rebounds. And Barkley, you know, I talked yesterday about him and LeBron. Barkley said that LeBron Googled him and found out some things. He says he stands by his criticism. I think the biggest thing he had is that he said he's the best player on the planet and he constantly feels like he has to, like he doesn't have the right players around him. Like he should be just playing. That's what, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. And I understand LeBron feels that, hey, you know, you're, 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 you're bashing my legacy. But LeBron also, the last three years, everything that he's asked for, he's been given. You know, I mean, they've gone over the luxury tax each year. The, the salary of the team has gone up each year. Dan Gilbert's done everything he said. And they got the ring last year. Uh, you know, and, and I, I watched ESPN this morning. And it was interesting because that's what Barkley is pay, pay, paid to talk about players. That's what he's supposed to do. That's his job. And if he wants to be a homer, which he isn't, he's just calling it like it is. He played a long time. You know, I've had time to think about it. I know he's probably, you know... I. I I, I, did, I, I talked yesterday. I said that LeBron has a right. You know, LeBron was pissed. Maybe you should have taken it some time to think about it. But you know what? That's today's, that's, that's the world. Someone triggers something. And you know what? Shouldn't LeBron be focusing on the season as opposed to, who gives a, sh- who gives a shit with what uh, Charles Barkley's saying to him? Does it really matter? You want a championship in Cleveland. That is anybody, that, that could be, you know, forever. You brought a championship to Cleveland. That's, that's something no one had done. No one. I mean, it bid forever. Shouldn't that be you, should be... you should be feeling pretty good about yourself. That's all I'm saying. And the Spurs yesterday beat OKC 108-94. They held Westbrook scoreless in the fourth. And Westbrook still had 27, 6 rebounds, 14 assists. Spurs 37-11. OKC 28-21. and 21. Now, if you get a chance, there is a fantastic, fantastic New York Magazine... There's an article on Westbrook by Sam Anderson. It was, it was, it was awesome. I, 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 uh, I sent him a tweet. I loved it. I said, I said mesmerizing. It really was. He, he really said some interesting stuff in there. I, I really, I, re, I really, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the article. And he said something. He said something that Billy Donovan said. He said, so many players live with regret. You know, you could have done a little more, been more committed, worked harder. And Donovan said he's going to have a great level of peace when he's done, when, when his time is done. And he, he feels that he's going to be able to move on with his life. He's going to be at peace in his heart. That guy, I didn't realize, Russell Westbrook is there three hours before a game. Now he's alpha male. I was talking to my buddy. Uh, I, I love calling him Mark Eden, my buddy Ben, and he's an alpha male. And that with didn't work. Durant had to get out, but he he is an alpha male. They even talk he, how I mean how hard he works with everything. He, he everything he he calls the line at six seventeen. The countdown of the game. Six minutes before he goes. Six minutes before the game, he goes to chapel. He has everything down to a minute. And they said, "Well, is the six seventeen significant?" He goes, "No, but everything is done at a, at a certain time." He has certain shoes that he wears only for practice, certain for games. He wears his outfit. His 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 tagline. His the words he lived by is "Why not?" And he was only five eight. He had a growth spurt in high school. 
some kid, some one of the UCLA players went pro. He ended up going to UCLA. He was a defensive guy. Second year, he comes out. He went number four in the draft, and he kind of blossomed. They said he takes too many shots. He, you know, he too many turnovers. But they said that he goes the same speed from beginning of practice. To, there's everything. He does everything the same speed. There's no. It's all out. And guys said that during games when he, he hurts guys, just he plays so hard that it's crazy. One of he was on the plane and he was watching he watches video meticulously meticulously meticulous very meticulous about that and he he was showing it to to Adams sorry about that see I get so excited that you know I love these phones they just go crazy he was showing Steve Adams. They were on the plane. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, and he was wanted to show him about a cut he did during the game. And he said, and Adam's like, listen, man, I uh, I was tired. I couldn't I couldn't focus. And he said that he's like that all time. He said they Billy Donovan said they could play four games in five nights, and he's still ready to go. That's the energy on him is at a, it's like nonstop. It, it was a great article. I just I read it. I mean, I, I remember reading about Kobe like this that he's you know meticulous, you know non-stop, drive, 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 but his energy level never stops. They talked about the Nick game this year. He had a triple-double in 20 minutes, and there was a play where a guy missed a free throw, and Spike Lee was watching, like, oh, they got the rebound, and in one one swoop, he got to the basket and slammed it in, and he went from happy to Spike Lee to getting to that they got the, they were going to get the rebound to watching, like, how did that even happen? And they said that's like, he's like that every play. He's won MVP two years in a row. He plays the All-Star game like that. It's It's all or nothing with him. That's the way, and that's the way, you know, when he says he live, he's going to live, he lives life without regret. That's the way we all want to live. When I got into this, when I started doing the radio shows, I said, you know, I always want to do this. And, you know, I made a movie. I didn't want to say what if, if I never did this. Now, you know, that's people. We should never live through life saying what if. Go for it. Go for the things you want for in life. Never say never. Just, just go for it. You know? Yeah. Wow. All right. I just, I just got very excited. I just did. All right. Trivia question. From yesterday. Okay. Father-son combo with most Pro Bowl appearances. 16. Archie had two pitted at 14. Now, and if you put Eli in the equation, 20 Pro Bowl appearances by the three Mannings. Now, you know, and then I thought maybe, you know, Clay Matthews with... uh, Clay Matthews III, his dad, Clay Matthews Jr., they had six and four. Now, if you put his uncle into it, that is four to at 14. Bruce Matthews, that's 24. Not too shabby. Okay. Today's question. What NHL coach has the most wins in NHL history? What NHL coach has the most wins in NHL history? All right, folks. Have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. And go for it. If you want something you want to do in life, go for it. Life's too damn short. Peace out.